0: Dear listeners, Sai Ram, we now bring you Vahini Satsang. Today's episode was first aired on the 29th June 2017 as part of Thursday live programs on Asia Stream of Radio Sai. This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai.
1: Spend the day with Sai Spend the
0: day with Sai From 6am to 9.30pm
1: On Radio Sai Thursday Live
0: Radio Sai Thursday
2: Live
0: Stay tuned Saram dear listeners and welcome once again to Vahini Satsang. Our series where we dwell on Bhagwan's written word. Since we started this series more than twenty-one weeks ago, slowly we have come to chapter nine. So today we begin the ninth session, ninth chapter, and I think every chapter has taken us so long to Cover Because every time you take one statement And you could spend one hour And you are still not done with it And that is the reason why Even though we have finished so many weeks But we have only covered nine chapters But I know we would have actually just stayed on one chapter And still be discussing Only that message of Bhagawan Because everything is so profound We move on because we have to move on Anyway, by Bhagwan's grace Today we have in the studios A very respected Distinguished member of the Sai family, someone who has served in Prashantinilam since 2004 in honorary capacity. He has served as the head of the department of mathematics and computer science, Prashantinilam campus. And before that, he was for 25 years outside India. He was in Australia. He was in Middle East, holding very respectable positions. And. Once he got the call the inner call he didn't want to miss that call he took that call and today he is someone who is such a huge inspiration for everyone in Prasanthi Nilayam. for all the students who have passed through the portals of Prasanthi Nilayam campus and been in the department of mathematics and computer science or anyone or any department in the university they would know Professor V. Chandrasekharan We are very grateful to Bhagwan that we have him with us for this episode, for this divine 9, chapter 9 episode of Prema Vahini. So a warm welcome to you sir for this episode of Prema Vahini satsang.
1: Om Sri Sai Ram. It's Bhagwan's will, I've been called here. You know, to have satsang, one should have, have very high ideals and experiences. I am still learning under Bhagwan's lotus feet, and I offer the entire episode to him. I pray to him that he shall deliver the message what he wanted wants to deliver to all the listeners. So, thank you, Sai Ram. Wonderful. So, let's get started, sir. We will play now
0: the first clip of chapter 9 so we will listen to what Bhagwan is communicating to us in the first paragraph the first stanza of chapter 9 and then we will begin our discussion manavadu paluvidhamulayna ahankaramutu ashanti ni tanakutanu abhivuruddi chesukonut sunnudu dhinikki karanamu asthiramayna vyamo le nyayanga Yochinchina yeh vishayamandu Manavunaku Shashwatha Sampurna Adhikaramu lhe edu. Yen dukana? Prapanch Adhikaramanu ku Adhiyantyamu lhunnanu Shashwatha Adhikari ki Adhiyantyamu lhe The increasing peacelessness in man is because of the multifarious manifestations of his ego. The reason for this is craving for power which is transient. When you think about it logically Man does not have eternal and complete power over anything. This is so because any worldly power has a beginning and an end. But there is no start and end for the one who is the eternal authority. The only eternal authority is the Lord Almighty. So here we have one referring to two things, ego and power. And uh, Swami very clearly says that the reason for this is craving for power. The reason for all the peacelessness is a craving for power. And Bhagwan then mentions how worldly power has a beginning and an end. So if you can draw upon your life's experience, sir, and share with us how it was when you experienced power and how it is When you lose power and in this entire game of being with power and being without power, how does ego play its role? And what this whole process does to us, you are someone who has gone through it. Maybe you can share how one should go through this whole process of power, powerlessness and how to
1: manage the ego. Sai Saira. See, when my life began when I was a child, my family has been very poor. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have money. My father was serving an electricity department as a supervisor under certain engineers and you know at a very low level. In India? In India. And we belong to Pondicherry State. So, he was serving there in the electricity department as a supervisor. Just above a linesman call. And I was brought and brought up uh, without any exposure to the difficulties my parents were facing to bring me up Mm -hmm. in giving education, etc. Because being the only son, they never wanted me to know about the difficulties of life. Because they said, let him at least have a good time. So they were going through the trouble but they were not exposing me. But Swami has His own plans because during my fourth year of engineering my father had a sudden heart attack. He died. Oh my God. I had no money. Then I realized that how poor we were. We were on the road. So we were picked up by my uncle my mother's only brother We were nurtured by him, but still having no money, no say in anything, really hurt, hurts actually. So, the only thing at the time I realized that the world will probably give me respect and recognition if I had the money, Mm. if I had the power. And I can demonstrate to all my people who think so little of me Mm. that I can do it. If I had I, the money. Yes. If I had the money and the power. Mm-hmm. I can demonstrate that I could do it. I could be better than them. This is the first driving force for me to look for jobs, look for positions, change of positions from one company to another company. Always looking for a bigger role, challenging role. I had no fear of taking challenging role because I wanted to be somebody. But coming to Swami, I realized that Trying to be nobody is the greatest challenge. Oh. <laughs> because if you are nobody, your expectations are minimal, your disappointments are minimal, your life is peaceful and the first paragraph, it talks about peacelessness yes. in this particular quote of Swami. Yes. The peacelessness comes because you are driven towards power and you enjoy the power thinking it's a nectar which is going to last for long and eternal. No, it's not at all. I had occupied great positions in companies and for some reason or other, when I'm very strict with the, some of the employees, the union leaders and everything, they will turn against you. And I had put into a lot of difficulties. The management thought that I'm unable to manage the right, righteousness of the, the you know people under me So they started ignoring me and then sidelining and all those things happened. So you had power for some time. You think that your entire management is backing you up and all of a sudden when there's a trouble brewing up in the company and you find that you are basically not do not have that power and support. So you understand the whole game of power and authority is transient. It's absolutely ephemeral. It is not going to last long. And when I look back, many companies, many top CEOs and big companies, they occupied great positions, delivered great things. Where are they now? Do people remember them? No. Only those who have contributed to the spiritual advancement, who have sacrificed their life for millions of others, they are remembered today. Not those who have been power and authority. Kingdoms have come, kingdoms have gone. Who remembers them? It's just a note in the history book. This is how I look at it now. I had gone through this, but in that time, but Swami molded our life, my life, my wife's life, in a way to understand that this is impermanent. But the taste of it came to me when I was 37 I was the head of the department for transmission projects in middle, in the state of Qatar, Doha. I was handling $500 million projects mm-hmm. with 10 cons- four or five consultants and ten international contractors, a big team of people under me. I was gloating with, <laughs> with, you know, that I can do anything, nobody can touch me like that. One day, I had a heart attack. Oh my God. At 37? I was... In, in I was age 37 at the time very young My God, I was admitted in the hospital in the middle of the night 11.30 I saw the clock then I went to sleep after 2.30 woke up I saw all the doctors nurses was standing in front of me they asked me how are you feeling I was wondering why the hell these people are standing in front of me at 2.30 in the morning <laughs> and asking me a question how, how do I feel <laughs> mm. I said doctor I am Feeling okay, but the, the bed sheet is weighing a ton on me. Mm. I answered mm. and they looked at each other, smiled and walked away. And next day morning I was told, my heart actually stopped at 12 o'clock. And they have to give me a 300 joules shock to revive my heart. Oh. So they wanted to check whether during this absence of oxygen to my brain, mm-hmm. whether any major d- damage has occurred, whether I am mm. able to speak properly, whether you know what you know I mean normal or not Mm -hmm. so that's why the question was asked how how are you feeling at 2.30 in the morning so it was an eye opener for me one day I was the kingpin in that department next day I'm in the hospital (laughs) struggling for my life okay then I had bypass and triple bypass and everything and then that was a turning point in my life to look at it saying that the life itself is impermanent what is, a, what is a great thing about your position? And, so this is why most of the peacelessness comes because you are driven by the worldly desires and power and authority and you think you can exercise, you can control anything but absolutely you have no control on anything. The only person who has control is the Lord himself. He is the Almighty. That's what I would say. You know, sir, you were
0: saying that you know, you grew up uh, wanting to be somebody because you know you wanted that respect you wanted that position you wanted the um, the recognition but with time you realize that now it's more challenging to be nobody but when did that transition happen because I think you would have spent considerable time of your life trying to be that somebody when was that time when you felt no I think being somebody is so futile I have to be a nobody how did that happen and when did that happen
1: the the transition from my desire to be somebody to be under the, Swami's lotus feet and be nobody and just his, become His instrument and whatever He desires to do with me He should do. That's how I surrendered myself because uh, there are a few things happened in my life. Like another turning point is that my wife actually collapsed in an in auditorium and uh, she was declared dead. Oh my God! And then the uh, ambulance was called, and was, she was—they were about to pick her body—and she woke up saying, "Sai Ram." Was that this? It was, it was in Australia. Okay, okay. So at that moment, we realized, both of us realized that you know life is so impermanent. And she was working for IBM mm-hmm. in, as a senior test analyst, having very good name in the department. I was working as a project manager and I've been with 120 people reporting to me directly. <laughs> and every year, we were handling around $27 million just enhancing the software. Mm. So that that is the power given to me. So with 120 people, I could sack people, I could uh, recruit people, I had full powers. With all that, suddenly this happened. Then I, second time we realized that you know, don't get bogged down with this worldly positions and money, other things. So, think of God before it's too late. Yes. So, that was the turning point. Then we came to Swami to give the letter and Swami graciously took the letter uh, through somebody. He didn't take the letter from us. It is a big story by itself. Uh, Once He has taken the letter, we know that our only place to be until I would die, the last breath should be in Prasanthi Nilayam. So we packed our bags. We you know, we landed here. Before arriving, I had no contact with Swami, no interaction with Swami, no interaction with the university or anybody oh. in Prasanthi Nilayam. So you had no clue what no you're going to do at What I am going to be? Going to be. <laughs> the only desire is to be at His lotus feet. In fact, jokingly, my friends used to say in Australia, Mm -hmm. Hey, God is everywhere, but money is not everywhere. (laughs) 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 Why don't you be in Australia? You are making good money. (laughs) You can use that money for service, Mm -hmm. serving the poor. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. Swami is here. Mm -hmm. Why do you think Swami is only in Prashantanilam? I said, No, I am not saying Swami is only in Prashantanilam. Swami is everywhere. Otherwise, the call will not come in Australia to me. But only thing is if I know that the Sahi Krishna is playing and walking on the earth in Prasantilayaam, why would, should I spend my rest of my life in Australia? Hmm. I would like to spend be with him. you know living with God yes. is something which is not going to happen for everybody. For me, the power, the money became secondary. So for us, the only desire, only earning is just to be with Swami, longing to be with Swami. And Swami answered our call. So you just landed in Parthi. Just landed in and Many people said, oh, many times Swami has promised people that he will give our job, wait. And then pe- people have been waiting for many years, waiting for Swami. I said, Fine. <laughs> no, I'm his instrument. If you what he wants to use to use, it is up to him. Beautiful. But as for I am concerned, I will land in in Layam. I will wait for his call. In the meantime, I will do some service. You know, maybe buy a four-wheel drive, get some food, go to villages, hmm. or teach some children in the school, or maybe pick up some urchins on the road, do something. Whatever I can. That I can is also wrong. Whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> <Because> I <laughs> means ego. ego. <laughs> so, whatever we, w- we would like to do as per his will, we will do. But Swami was really, really gracious. I landed on 8th of March, 2004. On 20th of April, 2004, I cannot forget the date. Because 2004, if we divide in the middle, 2004, that is 20th of April. (laughs) So, 20th of April, 2004, (laughs) Swami interviewed me in public, in Whitefield. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And He came, stood uh, next to me, took all the letters up to the person next to me and he did not take my letter. He, was, he just turned 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. And I was praying to Swami, Swami, you are so close to me, but you are so far. <laughs> Please take my letter. So he turned 180 degrees and took the letter. Then as he was leaving, he prompted me from inside, speak to me, speak to me like that. So I said, Swami, and then he turned. I said, Swami, I would like to serve you in the university. He said, where? Prashantralayam. What subject? full interview went on in front of mm-hmm. public. Mm-hmm. Like subject mass and everybody, order you know, he said. So, it is his his call. He is the doer. You know, when I did my PhD in Melbourne University, and you know, after landing in Australia, after doing the PhD for four, four and a half years and, you know, reaching great heights, again, that is another ego. Then suddenly I found that I was working for IBM where I had no, I was not using my, my research capabilities, and I wondered why I wasted my life five years of my life. Mm. But after coming to Swami, <laughs> and the research, <laughs> first thing is that the research which was done, he gave me a student to work in the same area where I was. I did my PhD, oh. so he prepares wow. you. He he lays the path. He walks you all the way through. If he, any of us think that we are the doers, sorry guys, <laughs> I would not accept <laughs> it. <laughs> He has, ex- you are under total and his control. You have no authority. He has the full authority.
0: Wow. <laughs> Just reminded of uh, one in- interesting story. There was this beggar who came uh, to this kingdom. And the king was going out on the procession. So this beggar goes and tells the king, um, I want some alms. And the king says, um, okay, sure. And... Even as the king is about to give, the beggar says, But I have a condition. King says, What? <laughs> you have a condition. He <laughs> says, Yeah, you can give me, but whatever you give, it should fill my bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay, the king says, Okay, I mean, what is there? He calls his ministers and, you know, poured some stones, uh, precious stones and that. But very surprisingly, whatever they pour, everything is just disappearing there. And the king is like, uh, his ego is hurt. Mm-hmm. that he's not able to fill this uh, small bowl of small the bowl. beggar's a tiny bowl. He's not able to fill. So he says, okay, you know, get more wealth from the kingdom. And so the minister brings more wealth and everything that is poured just disappears. Then the king is like, get more stuff. Then finally he gets his, you know, he's the most precious jewels. He gets, then finally everything is disappearing. The, the finally, he has no clue. He says, what do I pour here? So he, he, he pours, okay, finally it comes to he pouring his kingdom. Oh, But still everything disappears. And then finally the king falls at the feet of this beggar and he asks, who are you? What is this bowl? And then the beggar says, nothing, it is very simple. I have made this bowl out of ego.
1: <laughs> Nothing can satisfy the ego. Nothing can satisfy the ego. <laughs> like, like Mahatma Gandhi said, you know, there's enough food for the people in the world, but yes. not for the greed. Yeah, for everyone's yeah. need, but
0: not for everyone's yeah. greed. Greed. So. So, I think that is something I think we all of us experience in life, you know. We think, okay, we'll, we, once we have this money or once we have this car, once we have this position, once we have this power, then you know it will be full, it will be full.
1: But whatever you put, <laughs> it Never suddenly ended. disappears, it disappears, it disappears. But the revelation that the, the things that actually drive us crazy yeah. is our desires. Mm-hmm. One desire leads to another it never fulfilled that but with the lord if you surrender they say if you are enlightened by him all your de- desires simultaneously fulfilled that means there's no further desire you know you all you have, we all hear that famous quote dharmartha kama moksha mm. yes you know, dharma harta. That means artha is wealth should be earned through righteousness. Yes. Karma moksha, the only desire you should have for moksha. Even that desire for moksha to be given up to attain moksha. <laughs> so, it's, when it's absolutely desirelessness is, the, you know, important. Mm. But we all have, even today I am building a big house. You know, <laughs> I cannot claim that I am a you know, saint here sitting and talking. But mm. the desire is the one and the amount of difficulties I face because I have a desire to build a house <laughs> the, the difficult phase in constructing a house with all the problems it is all because of our own multi, you know, yes. faceted manifestation <laughs> of the ego that's yes. what Swami also says yes. the, the peaceful peacelessness yes. is because of that only yes. so I think Swami always says you know sealing on desires it is mainly because to improve your shanti inside we need to really follow it yes. you know yeah. at least thanks to Swami thanks to his discourses we are
0: at least aware and you know there is uh, Swami also very beautifully he, he told us that you know try to take the middle path I think that was the most beautiful thing about Bhagwan. he never told you know you become monks leave everything and yeah, uh, because he knows that we we are in this world. We 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 got to live. We got to. He wants us. He want. He wanted us to live, have a good life. <laughs> you can you know uh, have everything that the world offers you. He's created this whole universe, this creation for us. But the only thing he said is you have it in the limits. So he never said no desire He said have a ceiling on your desires. That's all.
1: Correct. So now, if we think that you know, when I uh, once I had an opportunity to give a letter to Swami, I told Swami. Swami. All that you had given me, my wealth and everything I've earned in my life, all given by you. I am not the owner. So I said, Swami, please take everything back. Oh, I only need you. Mm. We wrote a letter. Myself, my wife wrote a letter and gave it to Swami. Swami re- read the letter, nodded his head and then I said, the only thing I need is the direction, you know, to guide me in the spiritual path. Because for that only we have come. Mm. We left everything... Yes. Uh, Swami inspired us to leave everything and come here not for to have another position <laughs> occupy and claim that I have created so many papers or so many PhDs or again it's it's going back to the there's no difference between me being here and Prashant Lama and doing same thing in Australia mm. the very purpose we are here the purpose is of life is to know the life's purpose yes. so that's what people say <laughs> yeah. is to attain that become nobody yes that's what it is
0: mm. so
1: that, I would I would conclude that Swami being with Swami
0: yes
1: and how simple he is you know if you if you wished you know the whole world will be at his feet yes he never demanded anything only people mm. out of love they gave everything mm. you know uh, that's that's uh, that's inspiration yes you know, so you gave that letter to Swami yeah, he read the letter. Took it also, <laughs> and blessed me, and gave me <laughs> Wow! So that really? is why my, my family is. I shouldn't declare it in the radio. <laughs> you know, basically, you now we don't have children. Everything is Swami. Everything yeah. will go back to Swami, to the source from which it has come. Wow! So amazing. And the the ego part is it is very difficult. It's is a Maya. The desires keep on sprouting, and right from childhood. If you look at the way we are brought up, you know, from childhood, the moment we are born, you said, "This is your father, this is your mother." Okay, the relationship is built. You are so and so. Your name is Chandra Shekaran. Okay, your father is so and so, like this. So you first start building that this is me. Chandrashekar this is my mother father so everything starts egocentric the entire life we build is on egocentric this is my life this is my i am here i am serving swami i am a head of the department you know i have students you know all related to me you know this the connection the relations we build all around this ego but when you do you know, real meditation everything, the whole idea is, it will try to break your egocentric approach, perception, different. That's why Swami always said, please do not take the path of Kundalini Yoga because the Kundalini Yoga is, is too fast in changing a perception of the world from egocentric to non-egocentric. It is like in a computer you pull the wires or rewire them and during the time of the transition time the computer will behave, misbehave. Mm-hmm. You know, it will erratic. Yes. So you will go mad. So people won't understand that you are actually going through a transition from an egocentric viewpoint to a different viewpoint of seeing everything all in one, one in all. So that's why he said please don't take that path. The simplest path is to serve. Swami's path is safest path. Hmm. Love all, serve all. Simple message, but difficult. <laughs> <laughs> you know, love all is means I always have some opinion about somebody all yeah. the time. Yeah. you know, to live uh, to unconditionally love yes. everyone is the most difficult thing, but simplest <laughs> statement. Okay, but we need to practice. Yes. Swami says in the Vahini that there is no point having bookish knowledge. There are almost 50 years of discourses Swami had given. We can read, read, read. How long we are going to have the read and theoretical understanding? When are we going to practice it? So practice makes us perfect. So we have to try. Yes, we may fail. I even now, I am failing. I I know where I fail often. And Swami, I asked Swami in the interview, Swami, please tell me, you know, spiritually, I want to progress spiritually. Please tell me, what should I do? Swami looked at me smilingly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> very simple statement, very profound. Reduce your anger. Why you get anger? Because you feel that you are somebody. Someone is not behaving properly with you. Something in the life, you want it this way, it is not happening that way. You are frustrated. So Swami was indirectly saying reduce anger, it's not the anger. It is let go, let the ego go. Yes. So it's a very simple statement he made to me and I told Swami yes I know I have, I have lost temper many times you know for reasons of right or wrong because some places I thought I am totally right but said no there is no need <laughs> when I am here in charge mm. there is no need for you to get angry you just leave the problem to me Yes, you know surrender to me You under the problem you unburden yourself to me I will take care very simple thing you know I have been facing a lot of difficulty in the construction people are not coming to the site and then today morning I said Swami I am doing everything right I am ready to pay this guy whatever he has asked and he is not coming Swami please do something the moment I unburned that, my problem problems Swami it is you I cannot do anything I am just you know I, I find it difficult for me Within five minutes, phone call comes from my wife saying that the contractor, the fellow has come to the side to do work. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, it, is a, it is a real example of yes. a simple simple incident. Yes. But what it means is that when you unburden yes. your problems and the disease and just be for Him only, yes. Swami always says, put God first in your life. Yes, Put others next and put yourself last. Yes. Then that particular approach will certainly reduce your ego-centric Yes. You will become more humble, more you know, you know very you know. You will be you no. Know, you you will even if the praise or abuse or you know it will not affect you. One thing Swami has taught me throughout this is the world around you is is all about to disturb your peace. <laughs> <laughs> if you want something to happen this way, it will bound to fail and irritate you. <laughs> if you want your you know, parents and everybody to be perfect and look after you, they will do a little bit opposite of your thinking. It will irritate you. It will shake your, you know, shake you up. Question is, how well we are equipoised yes. irrespective of whatever happens outside. You choose to be happy. Yes. That is where you can't be happy all the time in, irrespective of whatever happens unless you let the ego go because you know that he is there to take care of you. Yes. And everything he takes care of, there is nothing to worry about it. There is no fear because he is there. If that feeling is there, I think that's a practice one should do. I am practicing. Whenever I, I get frustrated, you know, many times in a day, only I remind myself that when Swami is there, ask him to help. You know, hold your hands. This is how I am just Practicing. But I don't say that I have gone very far, (laughs) but that is the path
2: I have taken. Anyway, sir, you are in the right place because this place is called Puttaparthi, which is also put apart the eye.
1: (laughs) Correct. Yeah, it's
2: beautiful. Swami very nicely put it actually. (laughs) Puttaparthi is put apart the eye and uh, this is really like a workshop. And uh, everybody who comes here, anybody who comes here, the tinkering starts. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> right from your contractor to the <laughs> HOD to the <laughs> vice chancellor,
1: everybody is having his run of. Yeah, the, the <laughs> everyone playing their role. Yes. But it doesn't mean that whatever you want, it, it, they will behave that way. Because there are five fingers in a hand, all of them different. Yes. So it's up. When I had my heart attack, next day morning when the surgeon came, he told me, he looked at me, say, you are a personality A. You want everything to be perfect in this world. Hmm. Your parents, your mother, your wife is not going to be. Okay, you will get disappointment, you will get stressed. Learn to live in an imperfect world. Okay, <laughs> Le- Live perfectly in an imperfect oh. world. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the, his statement because he sees the world is not perfect. He wants me to live in an imperfect world. means don't get stressed up. Things may not go the way you want it. Just let it go. That's what his advice. Mm. I took his advice very seriously, but I was reading some other book where you know that the monk and the disciple type of books are there. Mm. You know? So the, once the disciple is asking, uh, 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 "Master, master, is the person is uh, uh, you know God makes everything perfect? Yes. Then why that hump the humpbacked person in the garden? Mm. Why is made him imperfect? That is the master answers." The humbug. God has created a perfect humbug man to play his role. Oh, yes. <laughs> what you see is imperfect. Is mm. not imperfect in the eyes of the Lord. Yes, that he is has perfect. made the person a, a perfect humbug man. Has made <laughs> to play his role in this in this in this drama. What mm. he is doing. Mm. So if we are if we are wearing costumes. Mm. Uh, he is wearing that costume. Yes, he is perfect too. Perfect costume. Mm. So 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 that is a different way of looking at things. Everything is perfect. Only thing, we should have the right perception.
0: Our perceptions of perfect is imperfect.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's very interesting. Mm. One or two thoughts which come based on ego, Ahamkara Swami saying and peacelessness. You know, uh, as you were talking and uh, so beautifully taking us through your life's journey, Sometimes you get caught up in ego and sometimes you get caught up in um, authority because you think you have authority over the other person. And uh, if you have about 120 people working under you, if I tell this fellow do this, if I tell that person do that, they have to do it. And um, so because they do what you say, you, you feel uh, great about yourself. A slightly uh, different perspective on this whole issue is when Swami says discipline, for example. He says, um, it has to come from the source, not by force. So, suppose you are the head of a, of a factory or a head of an office. If you are trying to enforce discipline on your subordinates or your juniors uh, by force, then what happens that leads to ego?
1: Correct. I, uh, I definitely I couldn't agree more. The uh, I had two types of management uh, trials I did in my life mm-hmm. half of my management career where I worked in a factory then a subsequently as a project manager where I had the power and authority I tell people that this is how you should do things mm-hmm. and sometime when they do I fly off the handle yeah big ruckus in the office mm-hmm. you know they are upset I am upset for many days mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know things don't go for some time and slowly it cools down The cooling period is very, very long. But when I joined IBM, I had a completely different approach because at the time I am already into Swami. I was in the Samiti as a service coordinator. Mm -hmm. I used to run around, you know, serving people, poor people in the uh, thing. So, I approached the staff, a human being, with love. Mm-hmm. I never, because I had 120 of them reporting to me. They were afraid to even see me. When mm-hmm. I go and stand next to them, hey, what are you doing today? How are you? Mm-hmm. They will be shivering. His hands will be shivering. He can't even mm-hmm. type the programming <laughs> code because he knows the big boss is standing next to him. Mm-hmm. But I took an opportunity to handle each one of them with love. I used to go and vis- tell them good morning in their own language. I had people from Vietnam and China, Malaysia. I used to vis- I know, go and, Tell them good morning, Italian. Buongiorno, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> salamat pagi, the Malaysian. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. Everybody. You know. I used to go and wish them in their life I learned sincerely. Learned each one of them how to wish them in the morning. I wow. I used to call them by name. 120 people. I used to call them by name. I talked to them find out their problems when you know in western societies one of the major issues are is family issues emotional issues right and many of them uh, they get uh, married and after that they get separated mm-hmm. single mother single father children children do not know which custody to go it's a complete turmoil emotionally really really breaking their families up apart people people need support because they fellow has to go to court and he cannot focus on the job. So, mm-hmm. he, I know that this guy is not able to write anything, even one line of code. I go to them, ask him, come, come to my room, have a cup of coffee. He said, sir, this is what happened. My, I have to at, uh, appear tomorrow in my court. I do not know whether my wife will have the custody of my child, children. Or he, mm-hmm. the custody. So, I said, hey, I have powers to give leave, special leave. I am giving you one week leave. Mm-hmm. sir, don't worry about it. Your salary will not be cut. You go home, go to the court, settle everything, come back and work. Mm. After a week, he comes back full of smiling, saying the court has given me in my favor and everything is settled. I thank you for all the love, you know, showered on me. And anytime after that, if I say, Hi, hey, David, I have a problem with the client. Can you just help me? Believe it or not, he works day and night without even asking anything. So the love is... Love is the best weapon one can have. Swami says in the Play only, mm-hmm. yes. only. Love is the best weapon. Yes. You can you can no matter what the people think about it, if you use love unconditionally, those who deserve you keep on giving irrespective of whether they deserve or not. One day they will all turn In fact, I have seen some of the staff members coming to me saying that I actually tried to get a job in another company. They are paying me 50% more but I inquired about the manager. The manager is not loving like you. (laughs) (laughs) So, I have decided to stay in this company work under you than going to the other company. So, I have seen a transformation of my trial Mm. of Swami's way of saying that unconditionally love people, how it affected people. When I left IBM finally in 2004, everybody came even one lady who was working with me, she had a four days old baby. She mm-hmm. carried the baby to my validity function. She said, how can I not see you? You have supported us so much. You wow. have changed our lives in IBM. Wow. Where
2: mm-hmm.
1: we have seen only the people who cut, cut, and this and that mm-hmm. only, professionally. Never, ne- Not a single manager have treated us like this. So, I think the lesson is for, for all of us is, we should show our unconditional love no matter where you are because every one of them deserves it now, the beautiful point
2: is the same 120 people are working under you but you don't have ego you have love only love <laughs> yes See, the power of love supersedes your love for power <laughs> ah, fantastic that's what very, very well said actually <laughs> yeah because uh, there is no ego you have the power but there is no ego at all.
1: It's only love. It's only to how can I help? Mm. That's only how can I serve? Everyone has certain issues in the family either in the family or in the office. How can I serve? That's all my focus was and I was looking for opportunities to serve them Mm. instead of dominating on them. So, it has really had a different impact. Yes. You know, so I did, uh, uh, Swami did uh, uh, allow me to try that exercise and I found it is wonderful even today two years back I went to Australia to settle my financial things and those people someone Russian lady was there she is now currently retired from IBM she saw myself and uh, uh, myself and then on the phone and she said Oh my God, if you had not helped me, I would not have continued in IBM. They would have sacked me. Because I was a programmer. But you pushed me to become a designer. And now today I am I survived in IBM and now as a senior manager retired. And now my children are all settled. Is all because of the you know the forethought you had, the love you had for me. Mm. You know, knowing very well that I can't speak English very well, you pushed me to do that job because you know what is coming. You helped me out. So look for opportunities to serve. It does not matter whether he's a subordinate are you are so superior you are you are here to serve that's yeah. all i would say that that's the only way to destroy where you go i will tell you a simple episode in uh, in samiti sure you know australia we had a water problem one uh, one of the th- one uh, couple of years a drought like you know many farmers committing suicide in india uh-huh. now uh-huh. similar things happened in in australia oh. and in the tv they used to discuss about do we have to flush the toilet every time we go Oh my God! Because every time we flush, you know, so much of litter of water is going. Mm. Can you not flush once a day? What is wrong if it is brown color? You know, these all the type of, that much serious discussion. Melbourne city was starving, no, mm. no water. Oh my! And we were planning what to do as a Sai devotee. He said, "Okay, why not we do a um, all faith prayer mm-hmm. for rain?" Mm-hmm. So we identified a lake called Lake Yalden, which is about 300 kilometers away from Melbourne. You can see in the Google map. Lake a, So that's the one actually feeds the Melbourne city we thought why not we go and put a big camp call mm-hmm. all the faiths Muslims you know Zoroastrians and Buddhists and everybody and including aborigines so we conducted the, the rain prayer I I was the you know spiritual coordinator at the time I mm-hmm. headed that one, and then myself my wife actually on the Hindu ritual yagna for the Varunajabam I was we were made as the kartas all over evenings uh, done. We were all expecting rain to pour, mm-hmm. and uh, we all wound up the thing, and we were going in the car back. Suddenly, the dark clouds started coming, and then just above our our head, some uh, you know what you know rain came and sprinkled on our head. Mm-hmm and then uh, we, I was praying Swami you know if the rain really pours down like this uh, even other faiths will have faith in you and you know you <laughs> know, stuff you know, you know, you know all those stuff you know, you know I want a really rain to come to prove that that praying to Swami is definitely you will bring the bring the rain mm-hmm. and nothing happened so and uh, we all hurt you know I was hurt personally ego mm-hmm. see I wanted to show demonstrate to the world that praying to Swami is the way to go for rain correct mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. but it did not happen but uh, so I said okay we have repeated our prayer what else we can do it is the Lord knows the best so I, I let it go six months down the line the Yilden Community Centre from there or a phone call comes to the the Samiti mm-hmm. they said uh, you know those, you remember you came for prayer yes 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 uh, would you please come back and give Thanksgiving prayer? Mm-hmm. The Thanksgiving,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. After we did the prayer, there was no rain. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know. He said, "What are you talking?" They said,
2: yeah.
1: "After you did the prayer, mm-hmm. it has been raining in cats and dogs on top of the mountains. Yeah. From the mountain only the lake gets fed, oh. <laughs> and the lake is now sixty percent full." Wow! When we went there, to 5%. <laughs> so now, come and give the thanksgiving prayer. And I, I already moved to the Prashantanthalim by the time. So, some of the people went and did the thanksgiving prayer. What it means is that the Lord knows where to rain. Not to put your, you go up, it rains on your head. <laughs> Correct? You do service. You do service with the total attitude of service that you are not serving somebody. You know, you're, it is you are serving yourself and as long as that feeling is there he knows he knows where to rain because he knows it, it should rain on the mountain so that it can feed the light not on, when you are going in the car after finishing the puja it comes on the top of your head and showers oh my god we did the prayer great no, correct so I I think the uh, the ego aspect is to be sir, totally uh, annihilated if you really want to serve somebody. because I, I remember we go for Grama seva or various things and there are rules made mm-hmm. by the committee mm-hmm. that you go only one side in a house and this and that. And then people define what a house is. And then <laughs> you know, there are old ladies sleeping outside with not even <laughs> attached a roof on the top of their head. Mm-hmm. And then we will say sorry, mm-hmm. she is not living in a house. <laughs> we can argue, but many times students have come say, sir, I feel very pity on that lady. She's poor lady, she's Mm. sleeping outside. Can I give one sari? I said, what your heart says, I want to give. Go and give it. (laughs) The rules made, which are general rules, doesn't matter. If the heart, the feelings are right, you should do it. Yes, you know, that's how we should we should do. Very beautiful, because, very beautiful. Wow! Because <laughs> <laughs> not you are not to put people under the box under. The in box. fact,
2: you know, as you narrated that experience, even that last sentence which Swami says in this paragraph. Yes. he says. Only God is all powerful. Correct. <laughs> 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 we may we may do a prayer, we may not do a prayer. Yes. But where it has to rain, what it has to do, he knows. He
1: knows it. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know, if it rained on my head, I would definitely my ego would have gone up. <laughs> <laughs> but know because he is a great ego basher though. And I you, you would have seen in the veranda. Mm. You know, I was sitting in the veranda second uh, second row behind Ramachandra, Professor Ramachandra. Mm. Uh, Ramachandra, mm. no, that MBA mm. uh, that MBA but he is mm. no more now. Yes. I was sitting behind him and Swami used to come he used to see talk to him and then he used to see me and go so one day my mother was not well I went to Chennai so he, he came he said where is the tall person behind you Swami asked the professor mm-hmm. he said, then he was asking everybody, somebody oh, oh that person has gone to Chennai for a his mother oh like that so immediately phone call came you know Swami inquired about you now. I came running thinking that <laughs> Swami is going to give me an interview and he came looked at me walked away <laughs> you know because he knows you know when to bless you when not to bless you you know, he can, you know I have seen one day they said Swami said I will call a professor. So, I went and sat in the front row and Swami saw me, it, the, he told the driver to reverse the car, went in the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? You told that you will call me, I am sitting here. You know, we should totally leave it to him. Mm. In the year 2008, when myself had an interview, first only interview I had, Swami told that, I will call you and your wife on 6th, he said. But 6th March was 2008, was a Shivaratri day. I told Swami, 6th March is Shivaratri. He said, Swami will call both of you on six. Then my wife waited, nothing happened. shivrat that day six morning, he did not he didn't even he did not even come. He came on the afternoon only. Hmm. Then next month, six, six, six. Then people started telling, no, see, Lord's time is different. He may call in six months' time or six years' time, six lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you just then I let it go. You never know when it's going to happen. Believe it or not, brothers on 6th of November, 2010, Hmm. on my Purti, when the whole of Puttaparthi was celebrating Diwali and Hilvi Stadium, Swami gave a blessing for me and my wife on the carpet outside Yajur Mandir and gave my wife, Sari, and I think blessings, everything he gave because he kept his promise that he will call both of us on 6th. He knew two years down (laughs) the line my Purti is going to fall on 6th of November and he knows when to call. So, it's only delay not a denial mm. and and only thing we should understand is that Swami is there wherever you are and he's listening because he is the head of the house he listens to every conversation and he's is unseen in every meal do not forget that so keep your ego down <laughs> and, and <laughs> because you cannot play wag your tail while he is there in your house mm-hmm. so this is what I would say because I always think of that every time pray to Swami, yeah, I look at the picture I don't think it's a picture I have I have had experiences sitting in front of Swami's chair asking for some technical problems mm-hmm. of my PhD students I okay. said Swami we did everything like this nothing worked for me and now please help me then suddenly some voice within will come and say do this something like that and then we go and, and then do something and it doesn't work. I come back and then say, hey, I told you this idiot, you have done the other way around. <laughs> then I have gone and did it. It worked and got papers also. Wow. So, it's not that Swami you can, you know, you know he has left his, his physical uh, mortal coil uh, doesn't mean that he's not there. He's there in every place, every atom. You know, only thing is we must believe it, intensely believe it. He listens to your woes and unburden yourself, unburden your, you know, you know, reduce your ego, be humble and He will come to the rescue. This is this is exactly what I have been facing. After Swami left, suddenly there was a vacuum and then uh, He said, why we came here seven years, of course, we had a wonderful time but He's not there. What do we do? Do we go back and, mm-hmm. or do we continue to be here? You know, all sorts of wavering thoughts come because you still feel, that you know, you and Him are different. Mm. you are not feeling his present but after some time when you sit in the prayer room and ask and then knock the door opens yes. then you understand that there is no point in going anywhere just be where you are mm. wherever you are and he is there this yes. is that my message and just be humble surrender everything unburden yourself this is my my message my experience based message I, I would say you know?
0: wonderful <laughs> Wow (laughs) you know whenever it's one thing to know these things uh, and uh, read but it's another thing when you actually go through life I think only then it sort of gets cemented in you in your consciousness now you know nothing can shake it because you've gone through it and I think each one of us should do those experiments you know just like when your PhD something is not happening you did that experiment the contract did not come you did that experiment you know the brain did not come you did that experiment
1: yeah Experiment with me, yeah. but once you experience me, yes. then have no doubts. Yes, you know people initially okay when after, you are not into Swami, you don't yes. know about Swami. Yes. Experiment, ask yeah. him this and that. Yes, but moment you start experiencing him, yes. then I have no doubts that yes. he is there. Yes, you know after that one,
0: it only becomes a series of experiences.
1: A series of experiences.
0: <laughs> wonderful. It's
1: a wonderful uh, time. Another
2: oh, you know very interesting takeaway from what you are narrating is uh, so the beautiful statement of Swami is he says I give you what you want so that you may want what I have come to give you correct Yes. so you know yes. uh, he gives you what you want because you have a certain ego and you have a certain existence for which you think that something is essential something is what you need and you think you know what you need so he says, "Chalo, I will give you like <laughs> what yes. what you have been asking, asking. But what I have actually come to give, if you silence yourself and kill
1: your ego, then that, that is, I will It's give. not the mere trinkets and chains and mm. the rings. And mm. he has come to give something much more than what we, you know, yeah. for those things actually. I have seen a lot of miracles in Australia. So many miracle houses. I've seen chocolates falling." On, on us and uh, lotus flowers falling on top of us mm. from nowhere I <laughs> have hey, you know, hey, seen all those miracles I I only message I would say that we get excited about all those things mm. and we come back oh I got the chain there something manifested and this and that or, or uh, you know, all those things you know experiences were like a visiting card mm. you know we must understand that the spirituality is just that, that is only just the beginning yes. but to know who you really you are a long way to go. But unless we commit ourselves totally and then understand our weaknesses, where our weaknesses lie and work towards uh, uh, eliminating them, it's not going to happen. So we need to really understand that. But ego is, you know, is a very, very tough subject, you know, to (laughs) to crack. Imagine...
2: it's, It's not easy. Imagine Swami is giving you an interview and then you go and tell the other person, Oh, you got only 5 interviews. Hmm. I got 10 interviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, in spite of Swami giving you an interview, all it has done is to add to your ego. <laughs> in fact, so then you long for 10 interviews. And after that, you know,
0: people say 20 I just food. reminded of one story that I read. Um, it was about uh, Valmiki and Hanuman. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Narada goes and tells Valmiki that uh, Hanuman has written a Ramayan. Mm-hmm. and Valmiki says Hanuman has written this, this monkey devotee he also wrote <laughs> of Ramayana <laughs> and he says okay okay let, let us go and see mm-hmm. so they go to this uh, grove uh, it's, a, it's a banana grove mm-hmm. and uh, so they ask Hanuman can you please show what you have written so Hanuman brings this f- seven banana leaves on which he had written the Ramayana and Valmiki reads that and after he reads that, he starts crying. Mm-hmm. And Hanuman is saying, what happened? I mean, did I commit any mistake? You know, was be, Is there anything wrong mm. in what I have written? Why are you crying? He says, no. My God, this is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. This is so perfect. The, the grammar, the meter, the language, the vocabulary. My God, this is so good. Okay, but why are you crying? Mm. No, who will read my Ramayana? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's wonderful. Uh, this, if, if you are Ramayana, nobody is going to read my Ramayana. Uh. Oh, Anuman says, Oh, that is a problem. Don't worry. So he just goes, he takes the sun leaves and he just tears it. Uh. He says, Really? You could just <laughs> do. Th-? He said, See, this Ramayana that you have written it is more important for you to have the ramayana <laughs> then the ra- for me to have my ramayana <laughs> because hmm. the ramayana that you have written you have written so that the world remembers you hmm. but I wrote the Ramayana because, you know, I wanted to remember Rama.
2: <laughs> so, it's okay.
0: Wow! <laughs> I remember Rama. There is no problem, you know. I don't need uh, the world to remember me. I have to remember Rama. The purpose Rama. for
2: which I wrote is to... <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> you wrote it for approbation. You wrote it for, you know, Different re- recognition. I wrote it just out of emotion. You know, just a feeling. Devotion. Devotion.
2: <laughs> so,
0: it is okay. <laughs> so, I think... Uh, I think this is a whole process uh, and, and that's it's, why, you, it's, know, with it's Swami, a
1: process, you know, Swami has
0: kept is, Hanuman right at the top. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it, it Just what, to always remind us. <laughs> <laughs> we are all work in progress to remove our ego and let our ego go and let God in. Thank you so much, sir. So I know you. we can I really, continue this I really discussion.
1: surrender myself <laughs> and thank Swami for being His instrument today. And uh, without His will, <clears throat> this would not have happened and uh if I know in the process of discussion, sometimes very get excited, and <laughs> I may say something it should not have hurt anybody if it happens, I really you know you know feel for it. Um, overall, it's actually a reminder to all of us uh through this discussion, every one of us gets benefit, and those who listen also get benefit because it is Swami who is actually giving the message the right kind of message. so with this. I really surrender myself at this lotus feet. Thank you, Saira.
0: I have nothing more to add. (laughs) 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 Mm. Thank you so much, sir and dear listeners. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us through this day. Beautiful Thursday. We had the Vatavriksha anniversary today and we had in the hostel today Rathayatra by the students. It has been a very, very lovely Thursday Uh, and uh, we are now having this conversation, uh, topping it up with such a beautiful discussion on the, the royal road to have the moments God moments in our lives we have to give moments of our life to God so that we can experience God moments in our lives please do share with us your experiences your insights just like you heard Sir's moments I know each one of us on this path is making that effort and when we share we learn we join our hands and we take inspiration from each other to walk on this path so that together we walk towards Him with joy. We celebrate as we march to merge in Him. If you have any queries, comments, please feel free as always to write to listener at radiosci.org As we draw the curtains on this beautiful Thursday, we offer ourselves at His feet for this beautiful opportunity to share His message and His love. Thank you so much. Saira. You were listening to an episode of our program Vahini Satsang This episode was first aired on the 29th June 2017 as part of Thursday Live from Prashanthinilam on Asia's stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai Thank you and Sai Ram